what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Episode 3, Volume 8 of the Fantasy Formula, the highest rated podcast in the 40 to 41 year old demographics in zip codes 28601, 28603, and with ties to multiple online gambling sites. Hank Eimer, welcome back to the studio after a fantastic draft this past Saturday night. Fun times had by all. Hey, we're, man. I'm, I'm a little sleepy still. Long night. Yeah. Busy. Busy night. Busy day. Full of fun. It was, I mean, it was a great day. I had a great time. It was a wonderful, wonderful day. And, you know, Hank, we're going to get into the draft festivities and the, how the draft went down and all that good stuff. But before we start, we have a very special show in front of us today, Hank. Mm-hmm. This I very, can feel it's going to be different. Don't, yeah, it's, gonna, it's already got a different vibe, you know, as, as we begin. Um, a very, very special guest is in the studio with us today. His first venture into the Mesh Studios, his first venture behind the mic at the Fantasy Formula. He's no, uh, this is actually right up his alley. You know, this just, it's just taking too long for him to get in here. Let me give you a few of the details of this fellow that's in the, in the studio with us today. A Hickory legend, both in the classroom and on the athletic fields. An NC State almost walk-on to the basketball team circa 1994, three. Worked uh, as, a, as a teacher, educating children, teaching them the right way in the classroom. A coach on the field, showing them the right way on the basketball court. Now he's at Corning, creating fiber optics technology for all of us. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Josh Elder. Hey, 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 hey guys. Hey, hey guys. Josh, how you doing today, buddy? Great. Thanks for that intro, man. I just want to say it is a, a pleasure to be here, an honor. Uh, long-time listener since probably day one. Yeah, uh, seven years ago. Uh, I was going to say 88, but uh, <laughs> so either way, long-time listener. Uh, man, I, I, I just want to think back to when I was young. My mom actually used to say that I had a face for podcasts. So <laughs> that was, you do, uh, my friend. So <laughs> that, you do. Thank you, man. It's like a dream come true. Oh, wonderful. Uh, so I do appreciate being here. Uh, I came in, I'm thinking they're having me for a ratings boost, most likely. Or it could be because I'm the new commissioner of your league, and maybe you're trying to grease the wheels a little bit. Is that kind of that was one of the strategies? Yes. Nevertheless, Um, this is uh, you know, you mentioned got a little experience, two time champion of the Davy Drives the Hummer League. I'm sure you you left that out. You left that out. That that part. uh, Two time champion of my other league. Um, so yeah, there you go. But, uh, so credentials, credentials, uh, for those listeners out there wondering why they get scrubs like me in here. But, uh, (laughs) so yeah, I appreciate it guys. Thanks for having us. Sure. Glad to have you, Josh. Um, you mentioned the commissioner role. So this is your first foray into the commissioner's seat. You started out with a bang. So let me congratulate you there. We had a, and I've, I've mentioned on our show a million times for the last five years, our previous commissioner, 
was one of the the best fantasy football commissioner I've ever been around. The dude just Without had it everything, yeah. you know, I mean, he had it down to a science. Now you're stepping into some big, big shoes. Big shoes I, to fill. I've That's noticed correct. that you've kind of implemented a social media campaign. You're bringing some new stuff to our league. Can you talk a little bit about what you're doing as a commissioner to make the league a better place to Yeah, to first play? of all, like you said, big shoes to fill with – Mr. Lawrence Thompson, the fourth. Is he the fourth? He's the fourth. LT. He's something. Yeah. IV. He's the third. Yeah. Or no, he is he's the, the fourth. He's the fourth. Right. Yes. You're right. You're right. So, yeah, big shoes to fill. Pretty much he had everything laid out. I mean, from Excel spreadsheets to all the finances to amount of food and beer. Can we say beer on the I podcast? I say whatever. I say tequila, <laughs> vodka, bourbon, whatever. No, I know. Say. I've listened to it many times. I know better. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, LT, if you're out there. You know, I think there's you think there's bad animosity between me and you taking over your spot, but man, you've done a great job, and I just hope to be half the commissioner that you were. So, well spoken. I do have a little experience in my other league. I am the commissioner as well. Um, I don't handle as many funds in that league, uh, but still, I, I know the the duties and what it takes to be a successful leader. Mm-hmm. So, I hope to uh, do a good job. Quite the pillar. In the yes. fantasy football community. Absolutely. Can you tell me a little bit, because I want to kind of maybe implement some of the things that you're doing. Uh, Twitter. Um, you got That's us on a, a grow feed, me, yeah. a group me <laughs> kind of me. That's taking a little far, but yeah. Uh, let, sorry. That's what she said. Grow me, group me um, app where we can all communicate and right. plan and all that stuff. You've also implemented now a, what's it called? The... Um, the video you had a name you were telling me outside periscope periscope the feed at the twitter periscope. video yeah yeah so so now we've got video we're moving into this new technological age where all these yeah. things are at our fingertips and it makes the league a little bit more fun yes. you know? yeah that, that's actually a good plug for all your listeners out there uh follow us at davy drives a hum at davy drives a hum leave the mer off the end okay um I think we have about six followers right now. <laughs> I will say that I am one. Yeah. I Seven have, now. I Chad signed up today. Chad I signed followers up today. today. Seven yes. followers. Uh, there is an outstanding live video for replay, actually, through the Periscope app. Um, it may not stay up too much longer because there are some uh, there a lot of, not suitable for work uh, moments in there or uh, children. Uh, so catch it while it's out there. But, yeah, so we got the Twitter feed rolling. We attempted the WhatsApp app, but there was not a lot of traction there, so we – Went back after discussions with our uh, chief of staff of social media, Tucker Hines. <laughs> yes. uh, he he decided to stick with uh, Group Me, um, and we're going to go with that. But I think the the social media presence is needed to get get the league and again people outside our league interested in in the know of what we're doing. Wonderful, Josh. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, so thank you for everything you've done. Um, yeah, my pleasure. Before we pop into kind of our draft and how everything went down Saturday, I was running a little bit <clears throat> late today. Um, I had a physical today, right? Mm. I had a physical. I haven't had a physical in a couple years. So, first of all, I did you my... You have a glow about <laughs> you today. A glow. <laughs> if that's what you want to call it. Um, so, I went, did my blood work a couple days ago. I'm getting older, guys. You know, we're all getting older. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> 40-something is my age. And so, I, the blood work comes back and it says, I've got some... High levels, something going on in my liver. Well, you got to remember this. I took Uh-oh. the blood test the day after the draft. So we had the draft Saturday, didn't Sunday, so I did it on Monday. The blood work. That's probably liver not the count was, yeah. The liver count. And he <laughs> says the, the doctor was like, "Do you drink?" And I was like, "I drink a little bit." He was like, "What's a little bit?" And I said, "Well, what's a lot?" 
<laughs> so I said it's two to three days just social drinking, not necessarily binge drinking. Is that a lot? And he was like, that's okay. He said, we can deal with it. It's not six. Because I'm se- over that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not six to seven days, is it? I was like, no, sir, it's not. Maybe somewhere in the middle. So <laughs> Depends anyway. on what season. <laughs> Summertime, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, so it wasn't. Guys, if you're getting a physical, don't do it the day after mm-hmm. your weekend of fantasy football drafting because the, the results will be skewed. Yeah. They're going to be skewed. So anyway, long time with the doctor today. I'm glad the physical's over. I've heard that. I'm glad that's the only excitement we have from the physical. Yes, so, I'm, the other things goodness. I'm just going to keep to myself. Okay, the other parts of the physical. You look great. Favorite. Thank you, buddy. I feel great. But I did want to tell you this is interesting. The draft goes till whatever time o'clock in the morning it was for Josh and a few of us till about four. I think Hank maybe it was a little earlier, but not. It was real close to that. So just a great, great time. Mm-hmm. Well, I had I, my wife reminded me. As she pulled the blanket over my eye the next day when I tried to get a little bit more shut eye when I got home, is we promised the kids there's a big lake party at the lake. We've got to be there at 1130. Uh At 1130. And so three hours of sleep, take a shower, get my bathing suit back on, pack the cooler, go out on the boat, probably about 10 families tied up. A couple people in our draft were actually they made it to right. the lake party too, which was those that left at eleven or twelve. Maybe yes, they got they extra got, sleep. Absolutely, that's, the people that left always earlier. Crucial, but I made it through. We got home at ten nine thirty nine forty five that, that evening. That evening. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. So anyway, but once you hit that cool water, so I, I spent Sunday in the pool. Yeah. And normally I'm playing with the kids, flipping them, throwing them there, but I sat on the step in the shallow end for about. Three hours. Yes. Uh, I might even fall asleep. So, but that cool water has some healing properties to it. So it was yes. nice. Absolutely. So anyway, we're here. We made it. We made it through another one, boys. And it was mm. a great one. Great one. It was a great, great one. Time. Hank, if you want to give us a little recap of kind of how it started. I'd love to. Yeah. So this is 2017. Davey drives a Hummer. We've been doing this since maybe our 14th. What did we decide? 14th or 15th year? 15th. This is our 15th year. Yes. So Hank, go ahead. Take it away. So, you know, most of us live here. All of us live here, except for one gentleman, Paul Breeding. He comes in from Raleigh and uh, always good to see him. And, you know, I've met Paul at Elon. We're there and moved to Hickory. And so every time he comes in, he usually stays with us. He brought his family. And so he got in Saturday, about lunchtime. We had lunch together. And then we headed out there, made sure we had all the appropriate uh, stuff that we needed out there. And we headed out what there. What is appropriate stuff for the draft, Hank? What's oh, the stuff that you got to have here? Well, see, the good thing about our draft is we designate um, assignments to the, the loser. And Jeremy, your brother, was yep. the loser last Love year. The- Jeremy, Jeremy Brackett, Brackett. <laughs> yes. And so the thing of it is, is that you really don't have to think about much other than the stuff you need for your draft. So you have your trapper keeper, you have maybe an i, <laughs> maybe an iPad, maybe an iPhone. If you don't necessarily think you want to drink, what is going to be. At the draft, mm-hmm. you, want, you may want to bring that. You definitely want to bring ice. You definitely want to bring a bathing suit, yes. a towel, Ow. a backpack. I don't know, multiple pens, a highlighter. Yes. You know, there's several things that I know that go in that backpack that they're coming out there with me. But we were excited. So, you know, I have my swimsuit on. I got to change of clothes. We head out there, right? We get out there a little late. Everybody was kind of milling around, ready to get activity started. So we get there just a little late. Got there about 3.30. And uh, immediately went down in the pool. I mean, the pool, the lake. Jumped in, you know? Got the day started off right, right? Got in the water. But 
One of my favorite things about our draft is, you know, we're all competitive. We like to win. And we wouldn't be in this if we didn't want to win something. Yes. But the other thing is, is we keep our draft day competitive with games, mm-hmm. right? Games. Cornhole has been our game of choice for the last few years, right? And we do it very uh, uh, democratically, I feel like. We put names in a hat and we pull names and we do a whole draft board. I mean, a whole um, bracket system. Yeah, a little bracket. bracket. And, you know. Donna it, Andrews and Mac McLeod would be proud of that tournament bracket. They would be. Double elimination. Double elimination. Double elimination. Wow. Double elimination. Wow. Shout out to the Hickory Rec right there. <laughs> so, you know, you go into this and everybody's pretty competitive and pretty good at cornhole. But some days you just catch people on the days that they shine, right? Uh, so I hate to say it, but I got paired with Jay Caldwell, who Jay Caldwell, if you don't know him and anything he does, he is steady Eddie. Mm-hmm. He is going to give Solid you as they come. A golf, whatever it is, he is steady Eddie. I got to tell you, that first round, shaky. <laughs> he was shaky, and we lost, right? Yeah. I started to get a little bit concerned, but... Like all champions do, they rise from the bottom, like the phoenix. (laughs) From the ashes. From the ashes. And I'm here to tell you that, you know, it's good to have that championship brought back to uh, Team Imer, Team Caldwell. Congratulations. Where did you guys end up? I was going to ask Josh that question. Hey, or Josh, where did you actually finish in the the bracket? You mentioned Paul, your roommate uh, (laughs) and friend. Paul, if you're out there... We didn't have quite a great showing. We f- we lost our two matches. I don't know if that makes us last place or tied for last. Did no, that makes you last, makes last, you last place? place. Yes. All right. He um, didn't record a win. So he was actually defending champion the year before, right? What a year. So he comes on my him. team, and I'm like, okay, yeah, we, we, we're looking pretty good. I'm, I'm pretty, you know, I'm solid competitor in the, the cornhole slash beanbags, if you, whatever <laughs> you want to call it. Um, yes. But honestly, we just – couldn't get anything going. One one round we were playing on a board that was sloped to the right. The next round we played on a board sloped to the left. So you had to make adjustments, and we just couldn't do it. So uh, there's always next year. Uh, uh, let me put a plug in for our cornhole. Uh, what do we call him? Cornhole chairman Will Rowland. That's newly appointed. Uh, as long as it passes in next year's summer meeting, he's the interim cornhole chairman. So um, take notes, Will, on what's happening and what how the, that tournament uh, went down. So, sure. Yes. Yeah. Um, it was a good tournament. I finished just slightly above Josh's team with one win and two losses. We did beat Josh and Paul's team. Mm. Ran into the buzzsaw of Hank and Jay Caldwell's team right because we had both re- had one loss. I think you had a win. We had a win, and then we met. And then from that point on, you even said it to me, Hank. You said, Jay's a little off his game right now. We need him to get going. And he, he started coming on right then. Right and then. And then y'all – Went undefeated through the rest of the tournament mm, to bring right. home the gold and the cash. And the cash. And the cash. So, congratulations on that. I appreciate that. that. It was a good start to the day. But even just I, – I, last year I was in it, didn't win it. You know, I mean, even just having that to start the momentum. Because it wasn't long after that. Pizza got there. We ate. Mm. And then we started – the draft and the start of the draft is exciting. People are putting in sh- chairs, and I think there were a couple times. I, Josh, I think you were a victim of this. You put down your chair, you put down your backpack. <laughs> Next thing you know, it's behind a tree. <laughs> oh, somebody moved your stuff. Yeah. Seat taken. Seat yeah, so you gotta, you know, you gotta find your real mm. estate. You gotta know what you're doing you got to keep an eye on it because i think that's what happened you straight away next thing you know somebody's got a i think one of those times was lt the former commissioner stole my chair and that's well we know it was him he had a dinner tray with him if you remember correctly (laughs) he had a tv fold out so uh mahogany so you know the one thing i do want to point out is if you have a lot of chiefs 
in your draft. It can get a little confusing. And, and the one thing that we do have is Chad East. He's a man. He's a master of ceremonies, and we appreciate that. We appreciate the work, the energy mm, that you put you. into it. Yes. You know, this year, uh, he's he's got his karaoke <laughs> machine, which he always has, but he upgrades oh, constantly. He year. came with a wireless microphone, and I got to tell you, Ooh. what an upgrade! Wow, what an upgrade! That was an incredible purchase by you. I don't know if you purchased. Your- I did. I, I purchased it, Hank. And thank you for saying that. Because let's talk about a little bit of what a wireless mic brings to the draft. So not only when I've got a cord and I'm lugging the cord around, you can easily pull the karaoke machine off. Mm-hmm. You can knock somebody's table of pins and drinks off. You, a lot of things can happen, can happen. But the biggest thing, the reason I wanted the wireless mic is because I wanted to share, I want everybody to be able to comment and say something about what's going on during the draft, you know? And so, so now it's not just me. Or maybe Josh with a few comments, or you with a couple. The whole damn crowd gets to say something because they get to hold the mic in their hand, and that's special. A lot of people don't they don't like the limelight, but at our draft this past week, I think everybody said at least something. They grabbed the limelight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonderful. think they did. I think they yeah. did. And you know, the one thing, and Josh, if you want to bring this up, um, I, I think is a special ceremony that uh, uh, happens every year. And uh, you're a member of it. I'm a member of it. Mm. Chad's a member of it. Mm-hmm. But we have a lot of people looking from the outside in. And if you want to uh, explain to the you know people what, what you've been a part of for many years. Right. And, and you guys have uh, pointed that out in previous shows about the, the ring of honor, the yes. ring of champions, uh, mm-hmm. where we all come up to the front. Uh, and, you know, the, let's see. So I think we have four left that are on the outside looking in. That are losers. And yeah, we have four You look losers, out there yeah. and those faces, they're just – downtrodden sad when they look at the ring of champions the ring of honor up there and we couldn't really get anybody to take a picture of us this year <laughs> they, refused. It was, they were wanting to take a picture of the ground i still some of them swear they have a picture but i have not yet received it so i can post it to the aforementioned at davy drives a hum twitter page <laughs> yes. but um so but it's such an honor to be up there uh i do hope those guys can taste it at some point in their life I hope they Somewhere. don't, Josh. I really hope they don't. It's so much fun when you. As look commissioner, at- I like I like parody, you know. So I, I do guess. like to. See, I would like to see some of those gentlemen just to. I just like just, to see the yeah, long faces I, I every year. The same ones right. out there. You're right. Take that year. back. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I, I actually appreciate when we turn our backs to them. I think that's the best part of the ceremony. I love it when we turn our backs and we're hugging each other and shaking hands, talking about dinner with the next evening and all, smoking cigars, yep. championship cigars. It's always fun. <laughs> it is. So fun. anyway, that's a great, great part of the draft. And I'm going to add one other thing to the draft. So you know, it normally starts around three. We don't draft till six thirty or seven. So by this time, you know, right before the draft. Everybody's had a few, had the cornhole, feeling good, feeling proud about what's getting ready to happen. And about your life in general, you're at a very happy state at this time. So right before the draft, I went down the hill and I wanted to jump in the lake and cool off and just get my mind focused. When I go down there, a couple other of our fellow league members are down there. Speaking of old times, old times at Hickory High, old times on the field, you know, all these fun things. So I, I overhear this conversation. One of our friends said they scored 14 touchdowns at Hickory High School their junior year in football. Now I'm thinking to myself, self, I don't even think this dude was on the team, right? I cannot <laughs> put anybody in our draft as a junior football player. Older gentleman in our draft. Okay, and so I'm thinking, okay, all right, I'm going to let him roll. I'm going to let him roll with it. And so uh, I simply said, Hey, man, how'd you do your senior year? And he said, they kept me. I was a tight end. Now they kept me in the block. So he caught one reception his senior year. 
from 14 touchdowns junior year to one reception senior year. So I'm gonna have to call bull on that one. All right, we need to go through some Hickory High archives and see, you know. If, well, and, I, and clarify because sorry to interrupt there, mm-hmm. but as juniors, you can play on the JV team. So, <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that's that, what it that was. needs to be clarified. And, so, wonderful. Russ, I don't know, man. I, I can check that out. I know my dad uh, probably has some old record books. Yes. Uh, has some, you know. Uh, Newspaper I think the might have got to him a little bit prior to the, you know, because he was just feeling good and happy, and the story just kind of escalated a little bit. But anyway, if you did catch 14 touchdowns, what I said, dude, if you call 14 touchdowns, I think some schools might have been looking at you your junior year, if you, you know? Yeah. And I said, well, who was looking at you? He was like, ah, not, I don't think I had too many letters. So anyway, it was just a fun story. It happens before the draft. And speaking of your father, Hank, if we may, yeah. Josh's dad was given a, a tremendous award this past weekend. I uh, hope you tell your dad congratulations yes. from us. He was inducted into the North Carolina High School Hall of Fame. Correct. Is yes. that right? That's true. Uh, North Carolina High School Athletic Association. Yes. Uh, after many years, yeah, as teacher and coach. So just uh, a great award for him. Great honor. Like I said, he's very proud. Probably more proud of that than uh, giving birth to me or you know, being a father to me. <laughs> As he should. Yeah. Hey! No, so, no, it's it's a big it's a big uh, honor. Like I said, he and he will say the first or he'll be the first to say that all the great athletes and assistant coaches that came through there made that award possible. But uh, yeah, four time state champion, once in football, three in girls basketball. So yeah, we're proud of him, and uh, I will pass on. Actually, I might even eh, take that back. He I don't know if he can listen to a podcast. He's got still got a flip phone, and <laughs> he might be able to pull it up on the. Uh, he pull up on his internet. computer. Yeah, yes. So, but I, I'll let him. Maybe yeah. Maybe I'll show him how to. Listen this, but I do appreciate that. A lot of guys at the draft said the same thing. You know, tell your dad congrats because most of you guys went through Hickory Eye and maybe had a chance to sweat through his PE class or Certainly. health class. Whatever. That's for sure. Yeah, thanks, One guys. thing I remember of your daddy, his calves. Do you remember the size of this man's calves? Like he's hiding people in there. Unbelievable. <laughs> so, And he was a four-year starter at LR, you were Correct, telling me. Right, so yeah. this is just a heck of an athlete, and you followed up. Kind of in his shell. I mean, almost as good as him. Not yeah. really. But anyway, yeah, so congratulations. The game changed. The game evolved since he played. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that boy, love Josh. It. Love it, love it, love it. All right, y'all. So you ready to jump into this draft? Let's do Let's it. Let's do it. All right. So what we're going to do, guys, <clears throat> the lovely or the faithful listeners of the Fantasy Formula, uh, we're going to pop through our draft that Josh and Hank and I were a part of Saturday night. This draft consists of 15 rounds. We go two wide receivers, two running backs, one quarterback, one flex, a tight end, a kicker, and a defense. Now, we're half-point PPR, standard scoring for everybody else, right? Quarterbacks and everybody else, same amount of touchdown points. Mm -hmm. Uh, We do have some funky stuff when it comes to interceptions. I think it's minus – how many quarterbacks? Minus two. It's minus two, so that's pretty significant. And as well as if kickers miss points, there are some big deductions to kickers missing field goals and such. Isn't that right? Okay, I'm thinking no of another league. I'm thinking no, of another just, league. Just zero. Okay, zero points there. <laughs> no points given. No points. No points gained. No points but that's given. not a bad little rule there because yeah. we do it in one of yeah. my leagues. If you miss like 30 yards, even extra points now, you could start deducting yeah. field goals. Anyway, worth yeah. worth mentioning maybe later on. That's a summer meeting topic. Yeah, that's exactly. Yes. That's our puss meeting. Table it. Table. table it for the puss. Okay, so we're going right into the trap. That's what she said. Hey. So it's a, a tradition. When when you walk, you, there's a war room. You have two minutes to make your selection. You leave the war room, approach the draft board, put your team name on the board first, then followed by your first round selection. Paul Breeding, number one pick. We're not going to go over the names on the podcast today because you know some some language gets a little out of control here. Risque, <laughs> yes, a little risque. But there were some great names this year. Paul goes David Johnson one guys. 
can't argue no, with that pick. No. You know, let's just let's roll through. You can't argue it. Antonio Brown. This is interesting. Antonio Brown, mm. uh, ADP value in most drafts. He's been going three, three or four. He goes to two, which means Le'Veon Bell pushes to three. What about that selection of Levy, or Antonio Brown in front of Le'Veon Bell? Well, I can tell you right now, Tucker Hines, who had the three pick, was not expecting that. Not at all. And so when Very he surprised. stood up, he even said, like, wow. Like, he wasn't expecting that at all. So I, I got to tell you, Antonio Brown's as solid as they come Safe. as a receiver. And yes. I had him last year. Mm-hmm. He was a great selection. But um, I probably would have gone with Le'Veon Bell there. Josh? Yeah, I agree. I mean, like I said, I, I can't argue with, yeah, the number two pick there going with Brown, but – if I were at two, I probably would have gone Bell. However, he's still holding out. I don't know if that's played into that decision at all. Yeah, hey, maybe yeah. he holds out. Maybe he pulls one of these. I'm not playing all year or whatever. I think he gets the deal done eventually, you know, today, day one. They said today yeah, he was yeah. going to sign. And he can roll out yeah. game, you know, probably zero practices and still dominate. So, I'm with you. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, moving on to the fourth pick. Now, this is the pick that kind of shocked the world in our draft. If you recall, <laughs> this gentleman walks up to the draft board. Puts his name up on the board, and he's holding a yellow sticker. And our draft board, yellow means quarterback. That means Aaron Rodgers goes off the draft board in the fourth spot. Josh, too early for a quarterback? I think so. I mean, if you look, I'm, I hate to get ahead of mine, but, you know, I went quarterback eight, ninth round, whatever I did. I, I usually try to wait. But Rodgers, great talent, great quarterback, going to put up a lot of numbers. We know that. But uh, he might even been able to get him – back around I'm not sure if he'd have lasted that far in the second but yeah too early too early first round in my honest in my humble opinion yeah Hank we talked about it too before the draft we really thought that the guy in the one spot the big Green Bay fan was going to take Aaron Rodgers if he was later on in the draft which he probably would have if he was 9 10 11 12 at four mm-hmm. never thought it would happen no absolutely yeah. not a little too early let's see how his team does you guys keep in mind we're going to talk about that's the number four hole right there Aaron Rodgers going one five was our hostess with the mostest Mr. Stephen Sparks selects LaShawn McCoy no. to me mm-hmm. isn't that right I would be fifth. Yeah, that's yeah. Oh, that's Josh. Oh, Josh. Oh, good. So you're here, Josh. Yes, oh, to yes, talk because I yes. kind of joked you out yes. on this pick. Tell, let me pop into your brain real yeah. quick and see why you wanted McCoy when there's still a slew of wide receiver right. ones on the board. There are, and uh, I really wanted to go running back right there. I thought McCoy was the best running back available. I know there were a couple that, you know, toss-ups perhaps, but I thought McCoy was, was the guy. I mean, coming out of Buffalo – He's going to be the bell cow. Um, another thing that played in my mind was, you know, he has a, a clear backup in Jonathan Williams, and I could have handcuffed him at a much cheaper price than if I went with another running back like Freeman and I'd had to get Coleman. So I, I really wanted somebody I could get a cheap handcuff. And, again, the, the main – reason was I did want to go running back there okay because you're a running back kind of guy again we talked about it before you know your tendencies of your guy your buddies you draft with Josh has always been a running back guy so it did kind of shock me but let me ask you let's say if McCoy well I don't think McCoy would have gone before you would no way you're drafting Rodgers at that spot if McCoy went earlier or whatever not Rodgers the only thing that played in my head prior to was if Brown okay would have somehow fell to number five yeah I would have grabbed him. I wasn't going Beckham. I've had him last year. Uh, didn't not thrilled with Julio. Although you know, we'll talk in a minute mm-hmm. about your pick. Uh, but again, Brown might have been the only one that I picked. I didn't think he was coming to five. So I, coming in the draft, I had my mindset on McCoy probably several weeks ago. Got it. So, so you yeah. had it locked down. Yeah. I like that. All right, Hank. This next pick was the sixth pick. 
done by uh, the high school phenom, 14 touchdown tight end, Russell Coley, select Mike Evans. Now, Mike Evans, a lot of hype around him this year, a ton of hype. You're watching Hard Knocks, you're seeing Jameis Winston in the preseason game throwing five times in a row. What do you feel about Mike Evans? Well, I think, I mean, I think he's certainly going to get the ball, and he's certainly going to be the man. But, you know, I also think that Odell, I mean, he does have his problems, obviously, and he's got all this off-field stuff that you have to have as part of it. But Julio Jones is kind of steady Eddie, too. Yeah. So until you're proven – and he – I mean, Mike Evans is going to get the ball thrown to him. And a good who, year for him. He'll have a good year. But I probably wouldn't have gone with him just because I want stability, and Jones does that. Beckham does that a little – you know, a little bit more than I think that Evans does. I agree. I think Beckham's ceiling is like the highest ceiling – they're more than Antonio Browns, more than Julio. I think Odell Beckham this year could have like 18, 20 touchdowns. Ooh. Just a tremendous year. But also, um, he could really suck. Like his attitude comes out, yeah. bench suspended, you know, so it's a lot of risk there. Go ahead, ceiling Jeff. is the floor. Ceiling is the floor, yes. Yeah, <laughs> Come on. Floor. Uh, so, but one thing about Beckham, it's a pretty scary incident last night. I don't know if you saw the game or saw the highlights. He, he gets hit, uh, kind of a low hit there. They say it's a legal hit. He comes down, looks like a possible knee injury, bangs his head. Ends up being an ankle injury. He falls down seven times going to the locker room on his knees like he's dying out there. I don't know. I I don't know about this guy. But uh, ends up being okay. X-ray's negative, which makes me think, hey, pain threshold's probably not what it should be in a tough, hard-nosed NFL player. Uh, Good point. Good point. Staying away. Speaking of that Odell Beckham, he goes with the next pick. That's pick number – what pick is that? Four, five, seven? Pick number seven, Odell Beckham goes to – Jay Caldwell. Jay Caldwell, the guy that Hank was talking about earlier that's the steady – he's two-time champion in our league, always seems to draft the right, right guy at the right, right time. Next up, at team eight, the ex-commissioner Lawrence Thompson chooses here. Another shocker to me, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Melvin Gordon. Hank, speak to this. You had Melvin Gordon on your team last year, and actually he did well for you. Yeah, he played well. Did he? And, but last year you could get him in like round four, five, six. Now he's first-round talent. Did he make that big of a jump on your board as well? No. I mean, yeah, you, we still have a slew of wide receivers behind him that are great wide receivers. Julio's still on the board. Yes. Yeah, and A.J. Crazy. Green. I mean, and you know, A.J., yeah. So, I mean, I think that that's – Jordy, you know, is still there. And I think that – Devonta Freeman's probably a better pick than he is. I think so. So, yeah. I, you know, Melvin Gordon, at the beginning, when he started being the number one back over there, he was fumbling. He was not healthy. And last year he had a good year, but he was my second, if not third back yeah. that I had last year. I don't think he's number one. I think he's the number one uh, running back, but that early in the draft is scary. Yeah, I noticed today when I was leaving my physical, I passed the tennis courts, and I saw you out there with the ex-commish taking some tennis lessons, which is your game improving? (laughs) Is your game improving, I hope? (laughs) Midday tennis lessons? I'm like the Yvonne Lindell of Northwest Hickory. I love it. Well, did the ex-commish say anything about the pick of Melvin Gordon? Because I never really talked to him the day of. I was just really flabbergasted no, by the selection. No, 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 we didn't talk about that. Okay, you were more talking about your forehand. Thank you. <laughs> yes, very well. Uh, next up, Julio Jones goes to my team in the ninth hole. Mm. I was absolutely shocked to see Julio still there. I was panicking because I thought that A.J. Green would be gone, Julio would be gone, and I'm going to have to choose before between Freeman, Jordy Nelson, Jordan Howard, you know, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to have to do that. So I was glad to see Julio there. Love the mm. value. Yeah, great pick. Yep. I like Thank you. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Next up, A.J. Green. Yep. Yeah, yeah that's C.J., yes. Yeah. C.J. gets A.J. He's our champ. C.J. drafting in the 11, the 10 hole. Grabs A.J. Green. Great value there. And then, Hank, tell me about this pick, Devontae Freeman, because I love it. 
I really like it. Wait, like Jordy Nelson's there, Jordan Howard's there, Michael Thomas, Zeke's there. We'll talk about that in a second. But Freeman looked like the sure thing, right, for me. Right oh, there. I think I think he's going to be, and you know. Tevin, you're exactly right. And Coleman, you have to handcuff him, which I didn't get the opportunity to do, which I hate because he went in like the fourth round. He went early. He went so early or wherever. But I didn't get an I didn't get an opportunity to get him. But I felt like, like you said, I mean, he has such raw speed and i mean and i think the falcons are going to be awesome i think they have this bad taste in their mouth they're going to be hungry to go back and um i think he's like for me i was glad i felt like when aj green went before me i was like this is a no-brainer i didn't want jordy um not for any other reason than i didn't want jordy yes um but devonta freeman i think is Right there. Yeah, if I can add something. So it was a toss-up for many, many days, weeks, after I found out I had the fifth pick between McCoy and Freeman, thinking who Oh, is, wow, you're yeah, going to – Yeah, I, would, I could have pulled the trigger there. I was monitoring the Bills situation. You know, things are a little shaky there right now anyway. But, uh, again, the, the thing that sold me on McCoy was the cheaper handcuff option because I'm thinking if I take Coleman right there – I'm sorry, Freeman, then I've got to take Coleman, yeah, fifth round to make sure I grab him. So – uh, again, I, I don't. I, I like to pick there. I mean, certainly, I think you you, you got good value, and he's going to still have a great year. So, out of the first, and we got our last pick of the yep. first round was Jordy Nelson. He goes in the twelfth hole. I've been in two drafts and done a lot of mocks. Jordy Nelson seems to fall exactly there every mock. So that's where he's going to be, number twelve. Any pick that was the big bust of the first round? Like, who is there one that you guys would think? Because you know, in for round one, you want to be safe. I mean, it's got to be your guy. I mean, which one? Which guy to this crew? Are you worried about? Is it Melvin Gordon? Is it Melvin Gordon? I mean, I, I would say probably looking at the list. But again, is he going to f- come back to you again? If you really want that guy, yeah, I don't know. There, there were better options there, I believe, instead of Gordon. I think Gordon was the worst pick. Yeah, but I think Rogers was the worst placement. Oh, yeah, sorry, I'm sorry, value. I'm looking yeah. at the wrong person. Yeah. 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 wrong yeah. value. I, I, I agree. Because I agree. you know the, but the other thing is, is my. Two championships were won on the arms of quarterbacks. Drew Brees had an incre- that incredible year like yeah. four years ago. touchdowns a game. Yeah, and yeah. I, I won it on Drew Brees. And then I won it on Peyton mm. when he had seven his – seven touchdowns a game. <laughs> on all that. Did, so, yeah, if this happens that Will Rowland gets that kind of year out of Aaron Rodgers, which I don't know if he is. I mean, he's going to have a great year. Then maybe that's a great pick. But right. I think the value for – you could get him – the next quarterback, Tom Brady, wasn't picked until after this guy. So it leads right. you to believe that Aaron Rodgers would have fallen to him. I think Maybe. So. I, th- I think so. And furthermore, once you see the guy who picked Aaron Rodgers first and the rest of his team, you'll be like, good Lord. That, that's why you don't pick a quarterback first round. So anyway, yeah. we'll get to that here in a second. Hi, I'm Alan. I'm Chris. And we're the co-hosts of Foot Candle Films, a movie review and film discussion show here on TheMesh.TV. Each episode, we talk about some new movies, cover some film news, and have some recommendations. And trust us, we're just as likely to talk about the latest Jim Jarmusch film as we are the newest Transformers installment. Hold on, don't get too crazy. Uh, Well, okay, maybe not that bad. But you can find our show and all our episodes on TheMesh.TV. Plus, you can subscribe to get new episodes delivered right to your computer or mobile device. We'll see you in the ticket line. All right, first pick of round two, Jordan Howard. That's the running back, Chicago Bears. I guess he's going around this area. I can't complain. Chicago's going to stink, but that's, you know, that's where this guy's mm-hmm. falling. Michael Thomas, I like this. I loved how you started your team, Hank. So, Devontae Freeman and Michael Thomas, who's 
Breeze is his quarterback. You know Breeze, they're going to throw the ball a million times. Right. And Michael Thomas is a special, special athlete there. Did you have any thought, because Zeke goes next, Gurley and Doug Baldwin with the next three picks, any tr- – that you, you knew Michael Thomas was your guy? I liked Michael Thomas uh, like you a long time ago, and yep. I, I wanted him, and I thought that – I wasn't sure what I was going to do. I might have gone – wide receiver, wide receiver. But when I was able to get Freeman, I felt like Thomas was going to fall to me. Mm-hmm. And when he did, I was I couldn't have been any happier. Yeah, at this moment, you're just ecstatic, I'm sure. Next pick, Ezekiel Elliott goes off the draft board, wow. Josh. Third pick, round two. We all kind of said, wow, right? We all said when, when Mr. Caldwell put him up there, now some new information is coming to like CJ, I'm sorry. CJ, I keep mis- mixing That's them right. up. CJ drafts him. Now, C.J. likes running backs, Hank. He yep. always has. Yep. But is this the spot for Zeke? I mean, is this too early for him right here? I mean, honestly, like I said, it comes out six games, suspension. I personally don't believe he'll serve those all six. And maybe even if the appeal goes through a week from today, right, is when the appeal it's is a week heard. From today. Yes. Um, so it may even be until next year, the way, the way these things work. However, I do not condone domestic violence if he's guilty – let him serve it. Kick him out of the league. I'm not a Cowboys fan. I'm a Redskins fan, so mm-hmm. I hope he does not play. Uh, but it's a bold move. And to win fantasy championships, I think you have to take risks. If this thing works out and he, he only misses two games, three or if games. Get, or, if, or if it's or, even suspended right, entirely, which right. this, the NFL has yeah. been known to do that. Yeah. Yes, yes. Then he so, got a top three pick the second round. I agree. So, but yeah. it could go either way right now. So, you know, hey, kudos. He, he took the risk and – you know, he's playing with house money after being That's last true. year's champion. Yeah, and, and I might add, he took the same risk last year because he took Le'Veon Bell right. in the second round last year, who would have been a top three running back, but he was suspended for three, three games, games. Three games. right? For three games. And he took him right in that same spot he did. right there. And to, he ended up with David Johnson and Le'Veon Bell yes. on the same team last year, and that was it was freaky how yeah, good his team see was. Gold. Yeah, yes. absolutely. It's just CJ, hey. Well, the one thing about Elliott, if He's I can, the right I, thing. I, I hate to harp on that, but what is that? He's misses six. They have a bye seven. He comes back in week eight. We have 13 regular season weeks, so you're getting him, if he's suspended for the full time, then less than half of the regular season. Less so than half. So that's, that's uh, something that has to play into it as well. But, again, yeah. we'll find, time we'll will find tell. out next Tuesday. Yep. Next up, uh, hot stuff here in the second round, Todd Gurley. Mm-hmm. Now, I heard a lot of boos here. I heard a lot of – based on – because I, I drafted him based on his performance last year. Man, if the dude I, – I, I like him this year. Yeah. I like him this year. I don't know if y'all saw golf in the preseason. He actually had a pretty good game. Just his last game, yeah. He, 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 he shown. He shown 160-some <laughs> yards and a touchdown. Now, I almost picked Armani Cooper. Is that his Yes, Cooper. Amari, yeah. Amari Cooper. And there was another receiver that was on my board. But I like running backs, too. I wanted to fill that spot of running right. back. And I did it, Todd yeah. Gurley. So what would y'all think about that pick? The only thing that I'm going to say to this is you never know what's going to happen until you get punched in the mouth. Because all last week you talked about how horrible Tyson quote? Yes. Yes. how horrible they were, L.A.'s yes. team was. Mm-hmm. And you would rather have <laughs> your daughter run the ball than any of their running backs or anything like that. And – when you picked that, I don't think it was as much a surprise to to where he fell 
but it was who he fell to. I and I, I, I applaud our uh, the members of our league because immediately yes, they Paul Breeding called you out and said, this is a travesty. <laughs> I cannot believe you picked him. He lies. The he fantasy lies. formula is a sham. <laughs> and it just goes to show that in the midst of it, yeah. things start rolling. It's got to happen the way it's going to happen. And that, um, you're right. You know, I, I just, you know, you got to, you got to, you got to move on the fly out there. That, that was a classic scare tactic from the uh, fantasy formula <laughs> chairman over there saying, hey, Gurley, I'm not picking him. I, I will be honest. I had in my mind, I was like, maybe Gurley falls to me all the way down around round two. You know, I, I didn't expect it, but if he was there, if he, if he were there, I was going to pull the trigger because, like you said, I think he comes back with a vengeance. The Rams are looking a little bit better. A little bit better. Um, he's going to catch balls out of the backfield. He's going to be the man again, and he's, he has the talent, no doubt about it. Uh, but again, I, I like the pick there certainly, and you had to go running back there. You 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 chose not to go running back much throughout the draft, yes. but yes. we'll get to that as well. So Absolutely. he has to be your number one, right? He is my number one. We're going to swing through the second round yeah. here quickly. We got Leonard yeah. Fournette went next after that pick. Doug Baldwin. Oh, I'm sorry, Doug Baldwin goes following the girly pick. Then Leonard Fournette, the rookie from LSU, who's now a Jacksonville Jaguar. Jaguars are a mess right now, mm-hmm. y'all. I kind of. I like Leonard Fournette as a player, but that team that he's running behind, I just don't trust. He has a bum foot. And he's a little banged up, too. Jay Ajayi, who a lot of people had going earlier in the second round, he slips, and we said one word. It's the Cutler effect. Jay Cutler now quarterbacking the Dolphins. That's probably affected some people's reasoning for letting Jay Ajayi slide just a little. Next, Amari Cooper. We just talked about him. Josh, you got him. That's a good start with McCoy and Cooper. Not bad. I think Cooper has a tremendous year. I really do. A tremendous year. Des Bryant falls. So here we go. This is the Aaron Rodgers guy. Aaron Rodgers now a Des Bryant. Remember, Cowboys offense, no Zeke possibility. Des Bryant, double team. They're going to double team him. Who else Dallas going to get? Dallas can't give the ball to anybody else except Des if Zeke's gone. Triple team. You know, I mean, tough start there. Then we see the next quarterback off the board, Tom Brady. So look at the start. Le'Veon Bell, Tom Brady Mm -hmm. to the guy drafting in the third hole. I think Tom Brady's going to be huge this yeah, year. Big pick, yeah. You could also you could say Tom Brady's probably going to be maybe have a better year than Aaron Rodgers who went in round one. Who knows? But I like the start there. Antonio Brown guy selects Demarco Murray mm-hmm. pick round two last second to last pick. What do you think about that, Hank? I I, I kind of like Demarco Murray there. I think the Tennessee may actually have an opportunity to be an okay team this year i think mariota is going to figure it out i think he's going to get to run the ball and they've got a couple of good wide receivers so i I think that's a pretty good pick antonio brown demarco murray that's the uh mr sparks first two teams our two guys and then we go to the last pick of round two david johnson guy selects brandon cooks wide receiver new england patriots he slid i thought he might go a little earlier in round two to be quite honest but he slides to the end of the second pretty good there right yeah all right Pop into round three. First pick, round three, Carlos Hyde. Now, just to spend, Josh, 30 seconds on Carlos Hyde. Plays for a San Francisco 49ers team. Earlier in the preseason, they were saying he might not even make the team, but he's going to make the team, right. right? What do you like? you like that pick in round three? Uh, I do like Hyde there a little bit. You know, th- third round, I-, I can't argue with that. He's got the Shanahan factor going. Again, I'm a Redskins fan. Kyle Shanahan used to call the plays in Washington. I never agreed with any of his play calling, so right. he may shut him out of games and only give him the ball three times. I can I've see seen, it. I've seen that before. So I can see it. That'd be my hesitation drafting that right there. Think about the Redskins running game last year, right? 
Yeah. Rob, they didn't really have a running game, did they? Yeah, Kelly came on the scene again. New new coach and staff too. I mean, so they're yeah. they're feeding them a little bit better. So that Shanahan Shanahanigans, if yeah. uh, you call it as such, but yeah. So let's see what Carlos Hyde will do this year. Next yeah. up, T. Y. Hilton goes third pick, round three. Antonio Brown to Marco Murray, T. Y. Hilton. Would you like that start right there, Hank? No, you you got to you got to worry about uh, the quarterback luck right there. You know, we've talked about this kind of over and over again I, I think the running backs are going to get fed because there's nobody going to be able to throw the ball out there but uh they're going to pack the box yep. and make them do it so i i don't i wouldn't i wouldn't want ty i think he's a great receiver but who's going to throw to him without luck ty should fall draft down draft boards and right now look looks looks like he's not going to start uh week one scott tolzine is your quarterback there y'all yes scott tolzine Number four pick, Isaiah Crowell. At fourth pick, round three, Isaiah Crowell, Cleveland Brown running back. I, I think maybe a little too early. I like the next pick, Christian McCaffrey. I know everybody's way high on him, and it may be overhyped, but what he's doing, they say he looks faster than everybody. Yeah. You know, he's got more moves than everybody. Christian McCaffrey, what do you think? Y'all so, like that? Yeah, round? so as soon as he makes that pick, you know, I'm kind of following some of the preseason games on the mobile device as it's going, and – uh, even before that pick, it came up that he had like four touches, 70 yards, two touchdowns in that preseason yeah. game. So I'm like, all right, this guy's legit. Uh, blazing speed. He knows the game. Tough nose. So, yeah, I think um, that's a solid pick right there. Do you, uh, Hank, I know you're a Panther fan and a Raider fan, so Christian McCaffrey to you. So what does this do to – because we're not going to get through this whole draft. So Jonathan Stewart did get drafted. Actually, let's y'all see where he got drafted. I got, I, I got him. Yeah. What, what late round did you get him? Four, five, six, Nine. You got him in round nine. Yeah. So, what do you think about Jonathan Stewart? Is Christian McCaffrey going to be the backer? Is Jonathan Stewart still going to get some run, you know, on first down, second down? How right. do you feel? I think Jonathan out? Stewart is kind of the steady force in that backfield. So, he's going to certainly get a ton of plays. But McCaffrey right now, I feel like they, they look at him and they're like, he could be the running back of our future. I mean, that's what they brought him in to see if he is. And I think he's going to get a lot of – uh, balls out of the backfield thrown yeah, to him. Tons. I mean, he's got the pedigree to catch anything that's thrown at him. But I think he's going to be exciting. I'm excited to watch him play. But he was not getting out of this guy's hands. Yeah, exactly. Will, Will Rollins has been in several drafts. Has talked about Christian McCaffrey. He's drafted him in every draft. So, yes, Man when he crush. was Man not crush. going any further than that. Lamar Miller, Josh Elder, next pick, selection. Houston Texans running back. Fell last year. He was a first-round selection. This year he falls to round three. Josh, anything? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't love guy. Lamar Miller. Uh, in fact, I didn't even have him on my radar going into the draft. Uh, but he fell there. I'm thinking, you know, hey, solid pick. I think he'll still get carries. Uh, he's going into his second year under that offensive scheme. He says he's very comfortable with it. He feels he's 100% healthy. Uh, the, the rookie they drafted, uh, correct me, uh, the Freeman, Freeman, Dante Foreman. Sorry. The Foreman, Dante yeah, I, got, Foreman. I ended up getting him late. Um, yeah, so he's not quite there. I think he's going to cut into his carries some, but I think Miller is still the main guy. So went with him anyway in third round. What about Alfred Blue? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Hank's favorite player. Alfred, Alfred Blue. Blue, is he not going to make an appearance for them? Because I think if Lamar Miller goes down, Alfred Blue just – Burst onto the scene. <laughs> yeah. He could. He could. Oh, that was my last pick. That was Thank Hank's you. last pick. We joked him out. Next up on the board, Demarius Thomas went uh, as another running back. So you've got a Mike Evans, Jay Ajayi, Demarius Thomas combo. Next pick, this is pick number seven. Seven. Odell Beckham, Leonard Fournette, and now Dalvin Cook. We see another rookie running back go off the scene. That's two rookie running backs on the Ooh, same yeah. team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. I like – 
expecting big things for Dalvin Cook, though. Yeah, he, he is definitely uh, right now running with the number ones. He's doing things. He's blocking well. He's yeah. catching balls. He's running fast. You know, did a lot of good things. Saw him a lot at Florida State, right, as Absolutely. an ACC fan. So, yeah. I know he can do good things. So, I think I like that pick really well, too. a lot. Marshawn Lynch goes next. Uh, Melvin Gordon, Doug Baldwin, Marshawn Lynch here for the ex-commish. Hank, as a Raider fan, Marshawn Lynch, I love the dude. He's coming off a year off. Eating. (laughs) Yes, I mean, can he be in good enough shape to play in this league? I think he can. I think he can. I think he's – the the problem that he's going to have is injury, not being hit on and stuff like that, not being that that great shape. But he's a professional. I mean, every time he puts on the pads, he gets his yardage. You know I mean? He's beast mode. And uh, I think the the difference is is once he – breaks through that line is he gonna break a leg and gravy gonna pull her out because he <laughs> took the season off that's the only thing i'm worried about is he'll get two games in and get hurt yeah yeah uh, one thing i'll say about him is he went to the raiders for a reason hometown guy yes. i think in his mind he's putting that city on his back and he will run through walls and do everything he can for at least one year he might have injuries he might you know like you said broken leg with gravy coming out but <laughs> i bet he still suits up and he wants that city of Oakland to remember who he is and what, uh, what he stands for. Okay. So, I can buy that because yeah. they do say he's got the heart of a lion, right? right? The heart of so. a lion, now, but the body of an <laughs> elephant. So. He's, he's going to be one of the biggest would be good in the, as a, in a running back. I would want, yeah, think about a running back with the body of an elephant and the heart of a lion. He might score 12 touchdowns a game. Four, 14 <laughs> as a junior. That's <laughs> Go. That's good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Probably on. Um, my pick following the Marshawn Lynch pick was Drew Brees. So, normally, y'all know my MO. I wait on quarterbacks. I wait and wait and wait and draft them late. But when I looked at the other uh, guys around me, and I'm like, okay, Terrell Pryor, I kind of like him. DeAndre Hopkins, I kind of like, like him. Gronk's still on the board mm-hmm. at this time. But I'm like, Drew Brees, that's the safest pick that you can have at that spot. So, I did what I never do, and I drafted Drew Brees round three. Tell me, give me a grade on that, guys. The fantasy formula is a sham. <laughs> same guy, the same guy, same guy. Yes, because you yes. said you were not going to pick somebody to the eighth, ninth round. I know, and I know. you went against him. This is exactly the same thing. You were put in a position where you had to pick the best available. I think I, I like Drew Brees. Yeah. Um, I like him there if he doesn't affect what you're doing from that point the, forward. Right. If Dalvin Cook was there, just so the fantasy formula listeners will know what my mindset was, if Dalvin Cook was there, I was going Dalvin Cook. But he got drafted a couple picks prior, so I couldn't get him. Next up, as we mentioned, Terrell Pryor goes. Then in the 11th hole, DeAndre Hopkins. Hank, you get DeAndre Hopkins. Now you've got a Freeman, Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins uh, start, which is – DeAndre Hopkins is a superstar. He just didn't have anybody to throw to him last year. Right. Now they've got a new quarterback, Tom Savage, with the Watson from Clemson looming, you know, so right. – I think DeAndre Hopkins, that could be really good right there. Two wide receivers that are fantastic. Josh, I want you to talk about the next pick. It's the last pick of round three. It's Rob Gronkowski and most ADP. They've got him middle, second round to late. He lasts all the way to round three last pick. What do you think about that pick? Oh, great pick. I mean, incredible value right there. I even saw some, you know, heading into the draft, some people had him going in round one as a stretch. You know, I mean, you know, sometimes you have in these mocks that some people just grab people just to – uh, because they're Homer, you know, New England Patriot fan or whatnot. But so he could go anywhere. But second round was where I had him pegged. Uh, but man, to last till the 
last pick of the round three. I think that's great value. He's a receiver. You know, he's going to get his looks. More weapons there, of course, now this year. So that could have played into a lot of minds of our guys. They didn't want to draft him, but uh, still, uh, he's he's still top notch, tight end number one, still out there. But definitely good value right there. Hank, you and I both had a shot to get him. Because, you know, I'm drafting late in the third round. You're drafting late in the third round, but we chose not to. Mm-hmm. Is one reason because there's so many weapons now at New England? Is that one of the reasons? Or injury prone? I, mean, I guess everything was kind of going through your head about it. Right. Yeah, I think, I think New England is so hard to predict yes, with so a true. player except for Tom Brady. Because, so that yeah, I mean, we talked about it. That gray guy last year, he scored like four touchdowns in one game. And then he went goose egg <laughs> for the next three. I didn't even, I was didn't like, even get a carry. this is ridiculous. And yeah. Gronk is a little bit more dependable than that. But he he could get injured very easily. You know, he plays with a lot of heart, too. Yeah. And he, but he tends to get injured. Yep. Well, guys, we're running out of time. So that's we'll go just through the first three rounds. I do – since I've got you guys here, let's, can we talk about our teams while we're here? Sure. We'll just go through them. Hank, again, you drafted in the 11 hole. Devontae Freeman, Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins, you picked in the fourth round. Joe Mixon, I love this pick. I absolutely love this pick. So, you're – you, to me, you had the best start of anybody early. It was awesome. You go Stephon Diggs in round five. Eh, I'm not too high on him. I'm just not really too high on the Minnesota offense. Right. You know, So I probably – I think Sammy Watkins might have been on the board. I think Julian Edelman was still on the board. There are some other wide receivers I might have chosen prior. Watkins was picked right picked before. Right. Oh, right before. You're right. Oh, and so was Edelman. So I'm mistaken. Um, the Mark, only person I was thinking at, at that spot was Crabtree. Yeah. That was the only other person I was looking at. Yeah, and he goes the next round, I believe. So, Mark Ingram, so you've got, you know, that's the starting running back in New Orleans. You've got AP breathing down his neck, but I'll be honest, we don't know what AP's going to have. We have no idea. Mark Ingram, I think that's safe. You go your quarter, you go with your quarterback round one, two, three, four, five, seven, and you get Russell Wilson. Pretty awesome. We found out. Earlier or later on that evening, his left tackle goes out for the year with an ACL. Right. So, is he going to be running for his life again? Who knows? But Russell Wilson, round seven, I think that's pretty good value. And it's good that I was at least we heard of that injury before the season started. You know what I mean? Like they're still trying to figure out who's going to be there, and they could keep somebody instead of trying to find somebody to bring in. Yep. Uh, Following that round eight, Tyler Eifert. If this dude stays healthy, he's a top. Mark my word, man, he's a top three tight end. He's a touchdown machine. I read something today. He's played in 21 games. He has like 14 touchdowns. He just got to stay healthy. And uh, Cincinnati has so many weapons this year. I like Cincinnati's offense. So, Tyler Eifert, great pick. Corey Davis. Now, that is the rookie. Right. Right. And he's playing in Tennessee. 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 Right. Have you heard anything out of preseason, from preseason about him? Well, Rashad Matthews is the one there. And I got him two rounds later. I saw that. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a – in the everything that I was reading on fantasy, I don't know a ton about Corey Davis. Just that he is a speedster and that he's having a good camp, right? And they expect big things out of it. And this is my this is my reach. This one is my reach. Yeah. It could end up being somebody that surprised me in that seven, eight, nine, ten round. And so he was my reach. And that's a good spot. Rounds nine, ten, eleven. Hey, roll the dice, gamble. You know that we're here to gamble. That's how you win. You don't win on safe picks all throughout. You gotta roll. You gotta roll the dice. So you gamble, Corey Davis. It might work out. Mike Wallace, wide receiver. I think he's still at Baltimore. Who's throwing him in Baltimore? Flacco's hurt. I have no idea. But Mike Wallace in the tenth. Hey, and then you get Rashard Matthews, number one at Tennessee in the eleventh. It's good. Maybe my favorite pick. 
Eli Manning in the 12th. Eli, with all those weapons, they have nobody to run the ball. All he's going to do is throw the ball. Right. But have you seen him throw it? (laughs) (laughs) But see, that's the thing. Minus two for interceptions. Eli is known to throw three interceptions a game, so you got to think about that. But if Russell Wilson's offensive line struggling, you can sub Eli in. So that's not bad at all. Then we go, Alfred Blue. Love him. Alfred Blue. And then Cincinnati D. All right. So, hey, to me, that's a playoff team. Thank you. Yeah, that's play. Well, Josh, what do you think? Any comments? Yeah, no, uh, good across the board. Uh, I know you kept mentioning these wide receivers in Tennessee, but so I did draft Eric Decker. He's still in the mix there, and I he think is, he yeah, will he be is. the number one ultimately is what oh, I'm hoping there. Here we there. go. <laughs> no, here we so go. The journeyman is yeah, going to be yeah, hey, number one. <laughs> no, uh, I do like a lot of those picks. Uh, always a big fan of Russell Wilson, you know, NC State graduate. Yes. Uh, I know he played at Wisconsin a year, but we don't. We, don't, we, we, don't, we forget no, about that. Forget about that. Uh, you did uh, cause a little snafu in the draft entry process by not selecting a kicker. Uh, we, <laughs> let's point that out, that Hank chose that strategy. Hey, yes. that could work. I mean, nothing wrong with that. You know, you have to field a, you know, a, a full lineup going into it. Right. Uh, but I like your strategy there. Why draft a kicker when you can gamble on one of these guys, maybe drop them late? So um, across the board, solid picks. Uh, the, probably my most favorite pick there. I like the Hopkins pick, round three, DeAndre. Um, not that it's necessarily you, that was better value than expected, but I think he's, he's in for a big year. I think so, too. Josh, I'm coming in a couple picks before Hank. Hank drafted 11. I drafted nine. We'll start with mine. We go Julio, first round. We talked about how I thought that was great value. Mm-hmm. We both okay. agreed, or all of us agreed. Todd Gurley and then Drew Brees. Then I, this is when, you know, I'm struggling here. I go one, two, three, four wide receivers in a row. We go Alshon Jeffrey, number one at Philadelphia, followed by Edelman. Then I grab Crabtree and Jeremy Macklin, which I absolutely hated. And so I, I Tucker, one of our friends, was in the uh, war room with me several times asking me, dude, do you know you only have one running back on your team? And I said, Tuck. I draft for value, best player on the board. That's what I'm drafting, and it happened to be a wide receiver. And after I saw it, I, I shed a few tears. I was a little upset about what I had done. I followed with LeGarrette Blunt, who who knows if that dude's going to play. But then, I love this pick. Duke Johnson for the Browns. He is a PPR machine. He will catch five to seven balls, okay? So, please, Duke Johnson, catch five to seven balls. <laughs> and then Delaney Walker is my tight end. I had him a top five tight end, so I got him late, 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 round 10, 11, it looks like. Followed up with DeAndre Washington, who is Marshawn Lynch's backup. So when the gravy pours out, DeAndre comes in. So I've got that's, – that's my gamble. I gambled on DeAndre Washington. Then I gamble on another rookie of running back we mentioned earlier, Foreman for the Texans. So sometimes gambles pay off, sometimes they don't. I wrap it up with the L.A. Rams, and then, of course, I'm going Seabass as my kicker. I try to Heck draft yeah. him. I try to draft him every year. So I like my start. I hate my middle. I don't hate it. I just – I'm not comfortable with it. And then I like my end. You put yourself in he's a tough com- spot with the coming. receivers. Yes. I mean, you did. You really put yourself – and, there, you know, the sad thing is, is if you look at the draft, there were some good backs that you passed up. I missed the gore. I remember missing the gore, but in my mind, I don't want gore. I think he's too old. Would you have taken a McFadden? No. I would have t- – I should have taken a Mark Ingram. Yeah. I should have taken a Mark Ingram because he was right there. Balau Powell was right there. I Blau probably should have got Blau Powell. Eddie Lacy, I did not want to touch with a 10-foot pole. I think he's going to be out by week three. So, you're right. There are several running backs that I could have chosen, especially in front of Macklin. I don't even know why I chose that dude. I have no clue. Hey, 
It's okay. Yeah. You get caught in these situations yeah. sometimes. Your saving grace, if I might add, is probably your Breeze pick. Um, if my memory serves correctly, he's thrown for over 4,000 yards in 11 straight years, hmm. three out of the last five, over 5,000 yards. Ooh. So he's, he's going to put up the points. He might put 50, 60 on the board for you any given week. So you, can, you could uh, probably afford to take a gamble or two on some of those sure. uh, middle of the – Middle of the road receivers. End <laughs> of the road. End of the road. So my starting lineup so would be Julio, wide receiver one, Alshon Jeffrey, wide receiver two, Todd Gurley, running back one. I'm going to start Duke Johnson, running back two. It's really bad. Then my flex, I will probably start Edelman. Then I'm going to go Delaney Walker, tight end, and I'm going to go with my Rams. That, that team's not very good. Okay, let's so, move on. Sorry, I know you got to go or yeah. we're going to move, but the blunt pick. You know, a little bit of jokes there. Even earlier this week, this weekend, they were questioning, is he going to make, make the, team? the team? Right. Uh, his coach comes out, gives him a vote of confidence, saying, man, this guy's a beast of a runner. I think he sticks. He'll probably end up doing pretty well. A lot of goal so. line work. So, yeah. Um, and Philadelphia should be a little bit better this year. You know, last year they had trouble running the ball. If LeGarrette Blunt can just get it in gear, they, they'll give the running back some balls. Yeah. But he just has to be better. All right, so, Josh, let's review your team real quick. We started with LaShawn McCoy, Amari Cooper, and Lamar Miller. Thought that was a pretty good start. It's not fantastic, but it's an okay start. Then you go Keenan Allen. Now, Keenan Allen in the fourth, before he gets hurt, dude, last year he was, he's caught like – how many balls in the first – averaging 12 balls a week until he got hurt around yeah. week four. Week one. <laughs> it wasn't week one. I had him last year oh, as well. Gosh. So, uh, I think we talked at the draft. I have a – and maybe you do too – have a soft spot for anyone who's torn an ACL yes. and is – Battled back after that long, grueling rehab process. Uh, he looks good. I mean, I think he's still Rivers' number one guy. They have a lot of – there's a lot of cohesion there, and uh, I think Rivers looks to him a lot. Uh, if you'll notice down the path, too, I, I do have Rivers. So, if, if that could work, if that connection goes, I uh, could be getting the double points uh, each week. So, mm-hmm. count uh, on that. Yep, Greg Olson tied in in round one, two, three, four, five. Pretty good value there. Hank, we talked about drafting Greg Olson in our last podcast. I think we had him going around four or five, so I right. think that's pretty good. Mike Gillisey, that's the running back in New England. Hank already pointed it out. You cannot trust any running back in New England. It's hard to trust any player. We don't know what Belichick's going to do, but um, if he does have, let's say that the Patriots do say, hey, this is a running week, well, Mike Gillisey is going to get a lot of carries. Yep. Remember, LeGarrette Blunt in this offense last year had 12 touchdowns, like goal line touchdowns. That could yeah. be Mike Gillis's role. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, the oldie but a goodie. On the board there, you grab him in round seven or eight. Then you have Phillip Rivers followed that up. You got Jay Stu. Just talked about that. He's still going to be the starting running back there, at least for first down and second down. Yeah. You gambled a little bit, a bit on Thomas Rawls, right. which is a great gamble late. You know, Eddie Lacy has proven nothing except right. how to eat a Big Mac. You know, that's all he's proven. <laughs> then Eric Decker, your Tennessee Titan. Jonathan Williams, that's the uh, backup handcuffed running back. Handcuff. McCoy, right. So McCoy, so you got your guy. New York Giants D, who I think is a top five D. And then Will Lutz. Hank, any comments on Josh's team? No, I mean, I like – he took some risks there, but, like, Gillespie's your third back you took. So, I mean, if he ends yeah. up being your flex, that's not like, you know – It'd be scary to have him as your one or two. Right. Like somebody you had to play every week, it'd be scary. Right. But, I mean, I, I think that team's pretty solid. Um, I will point out that your stickers are just pressed to perfection. They are pretty right. perfect. If you, look, if you look at the I rest like of it, if you look at Chad, it looked like a, a shark <laughs> got a hold of one. Oh, Algie Crumpler. <laughs> so, I will, uh, I, I will say the, your, uh, your team looks pretty good. It looks pretty steady. And I think Jonathan Stewart, you know, with McCaffrey there, I don't think they're just going to – 
constantly give him right. the ball. I mean, I think he's going to get good work. And where you got him, I think that that's yeah. pretty solid. Yeah, I think good value there. So when I was in the war room realizing my mistake that I didn't have any running backs, the first sticker I went to was Jonathan Stewart. I was like, where's Jay Stu? Where's Jay Stu? And, yeah, unfortunately you scooped him up. So, anyway, good job on your draft. Guys, let's look at one team that you might think is the best team. Hank, if you want to pick out the first one, Josh be looking too. Um, I thought in my mind at the time that – I've changed my – I first thought Tucker's team was the best, but I think I've changed my tune a little bit. Hank, I might, I might say your team is the best mm-hmm. on paper right here. Mm-hmm. I might say it, which is the kiss of death for you, brother. That <laughs> yeah, means that you're automatically finishing last place. That is the kiss of death right there. Um, I, don't, I don't appreciate that, and I don't condone that. I, you know, there's a lot of bad teams yeah. um, on there, but there's you know, a couple of, of good teams too. I will say that – I know our commissioner started off kind of weird, but I kind of like his team. Um, you know, he's got a, kind of a, a good mix. He's got kind of – but his wide receivers scare the hell out of me. Jarvis Landry. Are we talking about the ex-commission? Ex-commission. With Jarvis Landry. Um, I, you know, I don't like that team. I, I don't know if I can. I and like I don't it. want to say mine, but I think mine is, is solid. Hmm. I think it's pretty solid. <laughs> How about let's do look at Tucker's real quick. So Hank Hank's going to say his, of course. He always says his is the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Tucker's, which I thought was yeah. good, Le'Veon Bell, Tom Brady, Isaiah Crowell, pretty good start. Wide receivers: Tyreek Hill, Brandon Marshall, Devontae Parker, Pierre Gasson, and Cam Meredith. Nobody outstanding, but you know, solid. Jamal Williams, that's the backup running back. For Green Bay. Green Bay. Which, which you know, that's if a, I may say, and I even pointed this at the draft after he made that pick was. There was news out of Green Bay that uh, Montgomery's banged up. He's got oh. leg issue. They, you know, he, he has that sickle cell uh, trait that you know could could be playing into that leg issue. Jamal Williams may be the starter. Now that doesn't mean a lot in Green Bay, but catching balls out of the backfield, a lot of speed there. So there you go. There you go. Good news there. Uh, he also got Mariota, Kyle Rudolph, Justin Tucker, Minnesota D, and. I don't even Fitzgerald know. Fitzgerald Toussaint. Fitzgerald Toussaint. I think he just wanted to have a, a French name up there. Uh, Josh, give me one real quick, and we'll, we're going to call it a so day. So I was actually going to go with that team, Tucker's team. Yeah. I like the Bell-Brady combo. I think uh, Correll in, in Cleveland, I think he's actually going to be the stud this year. I know he you're did. hoping Duke comes out, but I think, yeah. you know, I think that team's improved. So I, I agree. Right there, top four. And you got Hill at the Kansas City, so I think he's, he's got a lot of excitement there as well. But uh, – I, that would that would be my pick. Uh, I hope mine ends up being the best team, but you know, of course, of course, we all do. Yeah, the but, best. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, so, no, great draft overall, man. Yeah. Oh, goodness, it was. What a, what no a matter blast. what happens, it was great, great memory. Yep. So I've got one more draft, guys, coming up. Um, it's this weekend, Josh. You've got another one that's uh, it's Thursday, on it's Thursday yeah. night. I leave Thursday to go to Boone Blowing Rock for our out of town draft. Thursday, we're playing golf at some pretty nice golf course up there. On and Friday. Then, Thursday. So we're leaving Thursday at, I'm leaving at noon to go meet some of the fellas up there. And then we have this thing called Champions Dinner Thursday night where at our house, the people that, everybody can't get up there Thursday night, but the cats that can, if you've won a ring, you just sit around this big ass table and the people that have not won rings just serve Serve. you dinner and pour you wine. And I mean, it's fabulous. I mean, it is an absolute blast. So we do that for Thursday. the winners. For the winners, yes, it's not, not for the losers. For the servers, right? And these Raleigh boys, Josh, you know a lot of them, and they can all cook. I mean, they they're chefs, if you will. I mean, they're yeah. food connoisseurs. So it's always a really good meal. Friday, we're playing a golf. We're playing golf again, and we heard that there is a beer festival 
and Boone. So we're going to go hit that up. We draft at 6 o'clock sharp on Saturday, and then we're going right into the Conor McGregor fight, right? Oof, yeah. Hank, I know you got some fun stuff to plan too before you tell me about it. Let's talk about the fight real quick. So, first of all, do you think the fight's going to start? Like, what time do you think the fight's oh, going to start? Gonna like, late. midnight? It's going to be late. Yeah. Can it be late? Yeah, I hope we can make it through this. Oh, dude, that's a long weekend. We got to wrap it up with that. But anyway, give but me But it's going to be exciting. Yeah. It's going to be exciting. I think, you know, the, the word on the street that I like from both fighters is they, they say they're going to come straight out swinging. They're not going to back down. And mm-hmm. But, you know, every one of them wants to say that. Mayweather is known for playing cat and mouse. Mm-hmm. Scoring points, scoring points, scoring sure. points. Which, if he's smart, that's what he's going to do. He's going to take the win as the boxer and go out. But he doesn't like the way he's being talked to, I'm sure. And he's going to want to come out and prove a point. Now, Conor McGregor, if he catches him one time, one time, which mm-hmm. he does, and those eight-ounce gloves are going to help him. Mm-hmm. Those eight-ounce gloves are going to help him. Right. So if he catches him one time and he knocks him out, the best thing in this whole thing would be if Conor McGregor won. You think so? Oh, they'd, there'd be a rematch like that, and they'd make another $400 million. Right. Incredible. Unbelievable. My, the thing I'm looking forward to most about the fight is when they walk in, you know, the entrances. I want to hear the music oh, and yeah. the, all the stuff, the hubbub the that's going to go. Oh, it's going to be fabulous. So I'm really anxious to see that part. Again, I just hope we can stay up through this dang fight. What, you know, it might not be over at 2 o'clock in the morning after we've done all the stuff we mm. planning to do on Saturday. But, Hank, um, tell us what you're doing, some real cool stuff this weekend. Tomorrow I'm flying to Portland, and the reason that I'm doing that, I'm, I'm doing a race called Hood to Coast. And we yep. start on the top of uh, Mount Hood in Oregon, and we race all the way to the coast. There's 12 of us. It's 211 miles. There's 1,000 teams. Okay, wow. you, you end up getting about 18 miles apiece, you know, split up over three legs, um, and you, you stay up for about 24 hours, and you hand off from van to van uh, six guys in one van six, six in the other it's a whole lot of fun you get a little goofy around three o'clock in the morning because you're you know sleep deprived you just run 12 miles you kind of get kind of loopy but it's fun and i'm going with a bunch of great guys from hickory uh that a lot of you guys know uh but we're going to be done so the race starts at 145 on friday and we're slated out of a thousand teams are slated to be in the top 50 Wow. Nike sends a team. Adidas sends a team. There's, a, there's some great teams in this, and they're going to be in the top ten, and they end up going sub-530 pace. Okay? So Unbelievable. Those guys that's are – That's per mile. That's right? per mile, sub-530. <laughs> so oh we goodness. are slated to do a, I think, a 714 pace, which, which will bring us right incredible. into 24 hours. And so we're going to get done because we start at 145 on Friday. We should be done right around 2 on um saturday we're gonna be tired we're gonna want to get showered changed Uh, we have a condo in portland that Mm -hmm. all of us are staying in and then we're gonna want to find that fight the good thing for us is we're gonna be on the west coast and so it's gonna be a little Uh, bit earlier it's true it's gonna be a little bit earlier oh well sounds like a great weekend josh anything exciting happening your way there is i want to make one note so you guys this is the 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 race that you've all grown the beards for yes so did you factor that into your times because that that could create a lot of drag yes, going through those headwinds that's yeah. right so exactly you might finish 715 pace not 714 so uh no this weekend like you mentioned uh, you alluded to chad i do have a another draft thursday night uh you're going up to boone exciting weekend we're going to the back porch of yes. uh, our friend matt everly and uh, having the draft there cool online uh so not live but it's still a fun time uh so pretty much that's it for my excitement uh Taking the day off on Friday, 
uh, going with the kids down to the uh, Defy Gravity jump jump oh, yeah. trampoline place in Charlotte. Whoa! Speaking so of since, ACLs, yes. <laughs> since, oh, please be careful. Since school man. it doesn't uh, it starts on Monday. Yeah. Uh, we decided I'd take a day off and hang out with the kids one last one last hurrah. So it's sure. great. Uh, that should be a good time. Uh, you know getting our jump on right. but uh, then you know see what the weekend holds after that cool buddy yep. well Josh it's been a pleasure having oh, you in man. the studio great today great time here great it's very time. good good information good stories you know you're more than welcome back anytime you want to come all you have and to do is say the that. word uh, you've done a great job Hank as always my man on the mic wonderful job we'll look forward to telling some more stories sure. next Tuesday Posting on Wednesday. Guys, don't forget, check us out, Josh. Hit us with the, the Twitter feed or whatever again, our group. Yeah, you're Twitter. you're at Davy Drives a Hum. At Davy Drives a Hum. Davy is D-A-V-Y at Davy Drives a Hum. So check us out. Uh, we've got a lot of cool stuff out there. One thing I know we didn't talk about was the solar eclipse. Uh, oh. maybe maybe we'll have some news posted Good out gosh. there on the Twitter feed. Uh, I've got a great video of the clips. I'll show you guys right here in a minute. <laughs> I think that, I've uh, seen that one already, yes, Josh. Yes, you have. Uh, but, uh, so, yeah, we that totally lost that, but that's not football-related. So <laughs> cool, yeah. Please check it. us out. Follow us. So, and also, check us out and download the Fantasy Formula at www.themesh.tv. There's a subscribe button. All you have to do is push it. You'll get our podcast anytime you want it. Also, you can find us on iTunes under Podcast. Search Fantasy Formula, and we'll come up way at the top because you know this podcast is way at the top also if you want us to leave us a voicemail josh 828-619-0048 in facsimile 828-732-9754 all right guys thank you again it was a great show look forward to seeing you next week all right peace You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.